Hey everybody, Jeff Salzman here and welcome back to The Daily Evolver. It's Monday, December 11th, 2017. And I am here with Corey DeVos, Editor-in-Chief of Integral Life. Hey, Corey, Corey happy, happy Monday. Hey, happy Monday, brother. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. Yeah, good to be with you. Good to have everybody with us. We're back for another week of our new schedule, which is Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And that's feeling good. Uh, the four-day-a-week was a little too much. <laughs> but having a day in between helps. Um, and so we're going to do that this week, and then we are off for the holidays. Uh, we're going to take three weeks off uh, and uh, do Christmas and the What Now Conference, which is over New Year's. And if you are interested in coming, you can get $100 off with this code, WNEB110. Uh, so that's that. And then we'll be back again on January 8th, I believe it is, which is the Monday after New Year's, and um, we'll start again on our Monday, Wednesday, and Friday schedule. So, I, like, yeah. I, like, I like your lo-fi coupon there, buddy. <laughs> I uh, know. And just to quickly mention, uh, if, you, if you are interested in the What Now conference but can't attend physically, you can also purchase a webcast. Good point. Yeah, $125 for all four days uh, or $100 for Integral Life members. So if you've been thinking about becoming a member, sign up today. You'll get a $25 discount on the webcast. Cool. Yeah, and that's all on Integral Life and easy enough to find. That's right. All right. Okay, so uh, yeah, today I wanted to uh, respond to a, a very simple question that I got. I'm not sure I needed to get the question to deal with this issue. It's a biggie. But I got a, a, a note from a, m my friend Maria, who listens to the program. And uh, she wrote, where do you stand regarding the wedding cake debacle? And um, of course, she's talking about the Supreme Court case that was argued last week regarding the baker here in uh, Denver, who refused to bake a wedding cake for a gay couple's wedding. And, um, you know, let's see what we can come up with from an integral view. Um, first of all, this is a very significant case. It's the first case to really address actual on-the-ground ramifications of the ruling that legalized same-sex marriage nationwide, and that was back in 2015, so two years ago. And, um, you know, it's always a significant, when you come to the Supreme Court, what cases they choose to hear as the rulings themselves. And <clears throat> this case is a particularly good one because it pits two fundamental American rights, actually three in a way, uh, the right to uh, free speech, religious expression, and in the right to equal access, equal accommodation. And, um, and this is exactly the kind of case that the Supreme Court ought to be uh, ruling on and, and setting precedent for. So uh, to just look at the Baker's side of the street, he's arguing that he, uh, under the First Amendment, free speech, I mean, the other side of the First Amendment is, of course, well, the first side of it is we're free to say whatever we want, you know. I can say that Donald Trump has a very small amygdala and they will not come and cart me away, I hope. The other side of that right is that I'm free from compelled speech. The, the, I'm never required 
to say anything in America that I don't believe. I'm not required to do the Pledge of Allegiance. I can't testify against myself. Um, and that's a very important other side of that free speech um, street. Uh, the gay couple is arguing free access. And, um, you know, that's uh, really a, a important a part of the civil rights movement. Uh, and we can, in a modern country, we can be who we are, we can go where we want, and we are not required to, um, you know, have any kind of a test. We could be thrown out of a, a, a store or something because of we're not wearing a shirt or because we're disruptive, but not because of something that is essential to who we are. And even in the hearings that was uh, on Tuesday, uh, Neil Gorsuch, who is the new conservative judge uh, appointed by Trump, he suggested that the administration's arguments uh, could open the door to wider discrimination. So if I'm, you know, I'm not going to bake a cake for you, where does, where does that lead? Uh, so far, the, cool, the courts have ruled consistently against the baker. So, so where do I come down? And, you know, what's sort of an integral way of looking at this? And first of all, I would say that from an integral perspective, I'm not sure we have to come down on one side or the other of this. I think this is really a, a razor's edge kind of a case. And, um, you know, and I'm also sort of sympathetic to a, a, a column by David Brooks that got a lot of attention, a lot of criticism, where he said, can't we just all get along? And, you know, why do we even have to bring this to court? And a neighborly thing to do would be to, you know, persuade and invite the baker to dinner and go to another baker and so forth. And, you know, I think that would be nice. But that's actually not how it works. It's inevitable that a case like this comes online. This is, you know, how we move forward. We, we sort these things out. And we have to choose one way or the other. And so I think of, you know, just civil rights and what an amazing achievement it is where we can go where we want to go, be who we want to be, that we get to think anything we want in our private sphere, we get to say anything we want, but in the public sphere, we have to be inclusive of everything. And I'm a big beneficiary of that personally. Uh, you know, I, I wasn't like, first of all, for most of my life, I thought gay marriage was a pipe dream, even, you know, 10 years ago. Uh, but I'm sure glad that the court ruled for gay marriage nationwide, 100% of the country. And I realize now that I do feel a sense of a fuller citizenship with that having happened, that I wouldn't feel if they had just allowed the states to do it. Now, you know, there's still more work to do to really get this civil rights thing, uh, you know, really nailed down. One is workplace protections. Yeah, you could still be gay in a lot of the country and be fired just for that reason. And I don't think that's right. And I don't think most Americans think that that's right. And so, you know, there's that. That's a part of this in a way it feels like to me. Also, the transgender issues uh, where you know, tr uh, troops and 
students and bathrooms and that whole thing that, you know, we really need to include civil rights to include everybody and allow them to have their own identity. And then, of course, the other thing that makes me sympathetic to the uh, gay couple is my, you know, just general revulsion of this idea that, you know, they asked Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Trump's um, press secretary, if he would find it, if Trump would find it accessible, that a baker would have a sign that says, we don't bake cakes for gay weddings. And she said, the president certainly supports religious liberty, and that's something he talked about during the campaign. <clears throat> so I believe it would include that. So hang on one second. <clears throat> Sorry, I thought I smelled something burning. And I didn't want to sit here like a dope and let my house burn down, <laughs> but it's not. So I think I was just. Uh, are, are, are you are you baking? Easier. Are you baking gay cakes? <laughs> I should bake a bake cake. I, I bake a gay okay. cake. All right. So there's that. And then on the other hand, um, so there's that whole civil rights thing, and, and you know, to, to nail that down and just be on the right side of that. And also on the other side of Trump, I mean, my Trump revulsion is so deep that I just want to be wherever he isn't. And so that I, you know, notice that about myself, too. But on the other hand, you know, from the baker's point of view, I would hate to think that somebody would actually have to sit there and create something that, as in the case of Jack Phillips, who is this baker, uh, to create something that <clears throat> symbolizes something that would really imperil his immortal soul. And compelling him to create a cake with a rainbow flag, two grooms, whatever it is, you know, from his perspective, life is a cosmic battle between good and evil, between God and the devil. That is the, that, that is the traditionalist view of the world. And that's really important. And I don't want to feel that somebody's compelled to do that. There were a couple examples they used in the arguments at the Supreme Court. One is, would an African-American contractor, carpenter, be uh, forced to uh, build a cross for a KKK rally? Would a um, jeweler be forced to make a swastika necklace? Would a gay baker be forced to bake a cake that had an anti-gay message? that was hostile to gay, to, to, to gay marriage or whatever. And, um, and they also brought up the fact that the Colorado Commission, the commission that, for civil rights that brought this case in the first place, uh, they declined to take action against three other bakeries that were, you know, refused to make anti-gay cakes. So uh, I'm, I'm leaning towards the, uh, the baker here. And, and I also, you know, I'm haunted by this libertarian. I always think the libertarians are a little hysterical with this, but here's their argument around compelled speech. And that is, it's done at the point of a gun. If it's done by the government, it's done by the point of a gun. This is the libertarian views. And, and, and the idea is, if he doesn't bake the cake, he gets fined. If he doesn't pay the fine, he goes to jail. If he escapes from jail, they shoot him. So. I don't know. I think that's a bit much, but that does enter in. 
especially when um, I see it as that, you know, we could sort of deal with this the old fashioned way the, 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 in the open marketplace of culture, in a sense. Uh, first of all, you can always go to another baker. The baker can't undo that sin if he uh, commits it. Um, you can, if you, you go to another baker and then, you know, these days, uh, you, you, well, we've always boycotted uh, companies and today you would start a Facebook page that Masterpiece Baker is homophobic and you could go pick at the place. There is, uh, well, there's a, a case happening in Denver right now that's gotten a lot of notoriety. Uh, this coffee shop that was built in uh, what is now the Rhino District, a new up-and-coming district in downtown, D downtown Denver that used to be called Five Points, which was kind of the poor and rough part of town. And so there's a gentrification happening. And Ink Coffee, I-N-K Coffee, put a sign out uh, saying, happily gentrifying the neighborhood since 2014. Well, that kicked off protests from people who are supporting the people who are being pushed out. You know, there was a whole community of people that can no longer afford to live there. This is the downside of gentrification. You know, there's a piece of the truth to it. And so there's been demonstrations of protests and that coffee shop, I can't imagine that they're going to survive this. I mean, I don't know where it's at right now, but it's been really, uh, you would never go to Ink Coffee Shop if you didn't want to get into trouble or, you know, just get in the middle of trouble. So um, the sort, the market can sort this out in that way. And I also see just from, you know, an evolutionary standpoint that, you know, good Lord, the, the sexual revolution continues apace. We are winning. Uh, like I said, the idea that gay marriage was even a possibility was laughable to me and embarrassing to me. I didn't even, I, I thought, you know, don't, don't even bring that up. You're just going to turn people off, you know? Uh, and look what happens. You know, it's like this women thing, how fast it can happen. And, um, you know, I just saw a um, poll that showed that Gallup showed, it was a poll done in May, 64% uh, of Americans say same-sex marriage should be legal. And that's, a lot, you know, that that's basically you got the moderns and the postmoderns. You still 35 percent are still that that Trump base. That's traditionalists for the most part. Uh, and um, but everybody else. And that's a very significant, decisive majority. Uh, you think of 2007, 10 years ago, 46 percent. Now, 64 before 46, uh, including Obama, by the way, in 2007, he was against gay marriage. He wasn't really. But you know what I mean? And if you go 20 years ago, 27% of people thought that it was, uh, so that was basically just the postmoderns at that point. So, you know, we're winning this battle. And, um, and I also think that, like I said, I'm not sure that I'm right on this. I mean, this is a 50-50 decision. If it goes the other way, I'm good. Um, I think the baker can survive. He can, you know, hire somebody to do it. He can, whatever. I mean, it's just like, in the 60s, it's just, if you want to not let pe black people stay in your motel, you have to get in another business. And I'm not sure that that, I, I, I am sure that that was the right thing to do. And so maybe it just goes that direction. 
Um, <laughs> I think sometimes the integral view is, for me, it's the view of the last person I talked to. Yeah, I get kind of shallow <laughs> about these things. It's like, I can see both perspectives. And I read an article here, I think, oh yeah, you. And then I read another article over here and I think, no, nope, you're right. But, um, you know, the one thing I would say is that, uh, and this goes back to the original question from Maria, uh, have you, what do you think about the wedding cake debacle? And the word debacle, debacle, I used to, we used to say debacle, but I think it's debacle these days. I've never heard debacle. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That might have just been uh, our, where I grew up, but at any rate, um, <clears throat> This is the opposite of a debacle. Of a debacle. It's the, um, you know, what we're seeing is the unavoidable sparks flying from a civilized society working out people with radically different worldviews. And it's a messy project. And evolution is a messy project. And the good news is, and I point this out regularly, but, and it's true, and we need to remember it as integralists, that we are at the stage of development where we fight these things out in courts and in the media and on social media or wherever we fight over the dinner table. But where we don't fight it out is on whatever killing field, you know, I mean, the, the, we could look at in history, battlefields, killing fields of all sorts. And, um, and that's progress. And we have to remember, too, that there's no conflict-free option. There's no way that it's going to not get into conflict. Fighting forward is one of the ways that we, you know, evolve. And, um, and one of the things that Integral teaches us, and, and it's part of an Integral practice, is that every side gets to be here. Nobody is 100% wrong. Everybody has a piece of the truth. Everybody's part of the family. Uh, the family is made up of good people who you know, are trying to create a better world by their own lights, by their own, the way they see the world. And that's a practice to just you know, keep breathing that in, exchanging self for other, taking the other person's point of view, getting behind their eyes. This is you know, the way we sort of aerate ourselves and become bigger. And we fall out of love with this fantasy that if only everybody thought the way I did, then there would be no conflict and the world would be as one, you know, and that is first tier thinking. It's, it, it, it's, um, it's what we need to challenge as integralists. So this case is actually a very great subject of a good integral practice. All right. So, um, yeah, and you can come down on either side. Corey, what side do you come down on? I like gay cake. <laughs> you like gay cake? That's not the actual question. I, 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 consider, my, I consider myself a proud uh, bi cake you all. <laughs> How about if you were sitting on the Supreme Court and had to decide this case? Well, I mean, to me, it, it, it really comes down to the question of whether gay folks qualify as a protected class. I mean, that's, that's the argument against a lot of the counter arguments that you mentioned earlier, where, you know, would a black guy, you know, be forced to build a cross for the KKK or, or what have you? Well, the KKK is not a protected class. Um, and, you know, neither should it be 
because that's, you know, that, that's representative of a belief system, not sort of a intrinsic way of being. So when I approach this question, I, you know, I try to think of, you know, basically from, from an orange altitude and above, is there any way to falsify the idea that gay folks should constitute a protected class under, you know, our constitutional rights? And I can't, I can't find a solid argument against that. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm aware of sort of the libertarian free market argument, like, you know, we'll just go somewhere else. And that's, you know, I think that's fair when it comes to a bakery in Denver. Um, it's a little, you know, less clear cut when it comes to a bakery in Alabama. Mm -hmm. You might not find another, you know, gay supporting bakery within a hundred miles of you. Um, you might not find another bakery within a hundred miles of you. Um, so that's, you know, that's, I think where that argument sort of hits the wall. Mm -hmm. Um, you so convinced yeah. me. Say again. You convinced me. Hey, I'm the last the gay, the, the gay couple should win. Yep. I think they should win. I, 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 I believe they should win. Um, right. and you know, the fascinating thing about the story too, Jeff, is I think that it really, in a lot of ways represents some of the very best of liberalism and simultaneously some of the worst you know, in terms of how we've achieved the, the progress that we've seen, you know, from where I'm sitting, the left does its best work when it's working in the lower right quadrant. And it sort of hits the wall the most frequently when it's working in the lower left quadrant or, you know, and, and I should refine that. I think, I think the left does a lot of amazing work in the left quadrant, in the lower left quadrant when it's creating new positive ways to look at an issue not just so much. just to clarify the lower left quadrant is the culture that's right and the lower right quadrant is the systems of that's the right culture. the legislative laws right. and, yeah. yep. justice system and all yeah that. Yep. so yeah uh so in, in the lower left in the in the in the culture uh demanding uh uh compliance uh or demanding that you think the way i do that's is, right not that helpful. That's right. I think uh, it's and, and of course every first tier meme is doing that. I'm, I would point out that it's just, not just the you know liberals. Yep. But the liberals are too. That's right. Yeah. yeah I th I think that a show like Queer as Folk did a lot more for uh, sort of the you know the the forward progress of civil rights than did uh, microaggressions and safe spaces and all of you know sort of that gook that's emerged over the last five years, because in a lot of ways, that's sort of um, uh, trying to basically trying to change people's minds, trying to use these sort of culture bombs as a way to shame people out of their, their, their way of thinking. And I don't think that's very effective. I think actually nine times out of 10, it's reinforcing, it's entrenching people's people's views. I, you know, I, I wonder about it. I, 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 I could see it both ways. There's there's something about just putting it in their face mm -hmm. that is actually gets people's attention. And I always think of the gay pride parades with the guys with the feather bow and the assless chaps, mm -hmm. and, you know, that's going to set gay rights back. But it, it maybe it did. I don't know. Maybe it would have been here faster. Mm -hmm. But in some ways, it 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 gets people's attention and forces them to take a side and gets them in the fight and the fight itself. It's like I said, I could go either way on this case. Uh, and, and, and I, and I don't know how to predict which way the, the court's going to go. 
what I do know is that I, it looks pretty likely that the four conservatives are going to go one way, the four liberals are going to go the other, and it's going to be Kennedy who's going to decide it. But I'm not even sure that's true. Uh, yeah. But it's part of the, you know, fighting our way forward. <laughs>